Hi, and welcome to the Moms of Color Palaver, Voices for Black Motherhood. As many of you may know, the way we raise our kids today is completely different to the way our parents raised us. Well, there's some things we should keep while other things we need to toss away. Times are changing and we have to move with the times. We have a guest today, Olivia Gordon. She's a parenting coach and a life skill development consultant. And she's gonna give us a few tips how we can change things for the better when raising our kids. Let's give it a listen. First off, I wanna say thank you for being here with us. You know, I really- My pleasure. Thank you for uh, opening the invitation. Yes, so I definitely appreciate it. Um, So let's jump into it. So you say you want to talk about this generational parenting and what what is your definition of this generational parenting? The definition that we that we look to for discipline and really the behaviors that we see from the children today, from toddlers on up through teenagers and even young adults. Um, I believe that it is a result of a mindset a generational mindset, especially within the Black culture, that has not moved forward enough. Um, And so what really resonates with me as far as that is concerned is, you know, the the disconnect and the, the cognitive dissonance that I experienced when I became a mother and how I automatically, it was almost very natural for me to do something different But then there was also still this tug of like that old school way of parenting, um, especially from my mother. And there was a lot of friction there because she didn't understand where I was, where I was coming from and why I was doing something different with my children than she did with me. So it really got me thinking like, this has to change because we are in a completely different time. Absolutely. In a nutshell. Right, I definitely agree with that. So you just, you feel like the way of our parenting today has to change from the way of our parents' parenting. So that's- 100. I would agree, I agree. I had a similar situation um, with my mom. I decided to go vegan, you know? And I said, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I want my son to also be vegan. And he kind of made the decision on his own once I taught him about, you know, different things, you know? So he's like, okay, well, you know, let's give it a try. And so he did, and he stuck with it. Like, at seven, he's seven right now. He was six when he made a decision. And she was so mm-hmm. against it. She was so against the way I wanted to do it and how I wanted to raise him. She would try to sneak him some chicken when he came over. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? But he wouldn't eat it because he, <laughs> he was stuck already in his ways. He's like, no, I'm vegan. What are you? you know, he was stuck. But I understand because it was the way she was brought up to some meat, you know, she's a country woman from Natchez, Mississippi, and you know, they're all about eating that meat. So <laughs> that's how I want Meat to with raise. everything. Yeah, you know, that's how I wanted to raise my child. But she didn't she didn't <laughs> want to go for that. <laughs> so you're right. Our mothers are a trip. <laughs> but even past just the veganism, you know, the diets, but you know, even towards the spanking or the a child to be in a child's place or not allowing them to be, you know, to show their emotions and things of that nature. Yeah, there's plenty of things that we have to change in today's world. And I definitely can agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. A big a big thing for me growing up was not feeling like I had a voice. Mm-hmm. And so it um it, you know, when I'm able to, to look back, 
I've always had one. I've always had quite a bit to say, and I'm a very introspective person. And so I feel like being born that way and then being shut down a lot, uh, it really stifled my growth in a lot of areas, even to the point where sometimes I could, you know, I feel like I could be much further if I use my voice in certain situations, even in personal relationships. I mean, you know, it runs deep. So that is a huge, um, it's a huge driver for me in really redirecting um, the trajectory of how we parent our kids. Now, don't get me wrong. There are uh, certain principles about old school parenting that I definitely hold on to. Right. Um, but, you know, I like I allow my children to have a voice much more than my mother did me. And she looks at me like I am Medusa. Honey, when <laughs> expressing themselves and, yes. what say. and I'm like but they're people too they still have a boundary you know around the limits in which they're able to express themselves I don't allow them to be disrespectful but it's okay <laughs> if they tell me how they feel <laughs> I'm laughing because look this is too relatable I mean I can relate to you <laughs> with this <laughs> Because I grew up the same way, feeling like, man, you know, I wish I could use my voice more, but it was just kept away. You know, I felt like I couldn't do it. Um, right. And I always say, I created this um, company. It's a part of Moms of Color, too. It's called Black Girls with Mics. And I made it for that exact reason. Because we have things to say. Yes, so we feel like we can't we can't say it. And like you said, in regards to relationships as well. Oh my God, I've been in some situations and relationships where I'm like, if I would have just used my voice and knew how to properly <laughs> do that, I wouldn't have Girl. been in that situation. You know, Listen. and then as far as, as, as parenting with my son, he says some things that my mom be like, look, <laughs> you need to get your child. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he feels. That's how he feels. Yes. Yes, I love it. I feel you. I do. You know, my children are going to become the standard for what it looks Mm -hmm. like to have healthy, interpersonal, relational skills. They are going to know how to communicate with excellence. <laughs> they are gonna know how to set boundaries. They are gonna they are going to be the standard for how you operate with other people. Period. Right. Yes. I love that. I absolutely love that. <laughs> and and kudos. Kudos to both of us. To every mom out there that's changing the way we're raising our kids for the better. You know for the for better. The, yeah, for the better. So yes. as far as this mother-daughter relationship and its impact, is that what you are meaning um, as far as using your voice in relationships? Or what, what do you have to say about that mother-daughter relationship? So that's really the hub of, of where, that's the, that's the driver of the whole thing. Because I, my perspective is that uh, the mother-daughter relationship is really going to be the relationship that shifts the trajectory of parenting. Um, simply because women are the ones who bear the children. And um, there's so much, let me try not to get off on a tangent about mother, motherhood and women, but you know, there's so much that's on us just naturally being 
women, period, and then mothers. And I feel like if the mother-daughter relationship is not solid, and I'm not saying that it has to be through and through because naturally we are going to clash at some points, but if it is not reciprocal in nature in terms of um, the communication piece, the respect piece, understanding that moms have to give their daughters the space to express themselves because their voices have to be heard. Um, and how to conduct themselves, how to do their own work, how to do that personal development work, because that is a major piece um, that is, I find that is missing in mothers today, especially millennial moms. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what generation I'm a part of, but you know, I don't know what the name is. I know millennial. I might be, I might not be, I don't know. <laughs> But that, that piece about self-development. And so if if we really drill down in that, I, I believe that if a woman, before she becomes a mom, if she was able to see her mom do some real self-work, go to therapy, um, sit down and talk to her about what she was going through. My mom, I was only able to see, I mean, really the fruits of her labor. I didn't know when she was going through a tough time necessarily. She didn't sit down and talk to me about it. You know what I mean? She only showed me and talked to me about the things that she wanted to see me do in life. But she didn't necessarily sit down and have those conversations with me around, hey, this is what I'm going through and this is how I'm handling it uh, to really help develop how I went about navigating through life. Now, don't get me wrong. It's nothing but the grace of God and my mother because I owe her a lot um, that that has produced the woman that I am today but even still I just find that that relationship to it has to be able to cultivate a drive and a desire in women prior to having children to really do some self-development work because what we see today is pure foolishness sometimes (laughs) and uh, you know I just worry about little girls and teenage girls because it is evident that the example of their mother is not in my opinion what it should be right absolutely I was reading one of your blogs about um, what was it it was about wanting kids you didn't want kids at first I mean you you were open to kids but you weren't saying that you necessarily needed to have them right right (laughs) But I thought this was beautiful. So I'm going to read what you said. I want you to kind of like um, elaborate on it, right? So you said, make sure you're doing the self-work to grow into who you're supposed to be before you settle on wanting to be someone else's guide in life. And ask yourself, how well have I guided myself? And I said, whoa, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I said, okay, now that... That's powerful. Can you elaborate on that? Because you kind of did a little bit as far as, you know, the motherhood with the daughter, the mother-daughter relationship. You know, you want to make sure that, um, you know, you have, you're ready to guide someone else's life, right? Yeah, I have, um, okay, so a a small part of of my story I've always been very, very in tune with who I am and with 
what I've wanted, even though sometimes my decisions might have suggested differently. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I still have always known and have always been able to come back to home base as far as that's concerned when I've gone just a little bit wayward. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But what really catapulted me into being intentional about going through the self-development process was I was really making some very emotionally damaging decisions to myself as a woman. And that was as a result of being in a very unhealthy and toxic relationship. And when I got out of that relationship, all the while knowing that it was no good and that I could do much better for myself, um, you know, it was like an unconscious shock that I was in when it was over and that like I kind of went into what I call like an emotional tailspin of getting with with other people um and having no no basis no no reason just not in my right mind for doing it yeah and I got to a point where I said you know what Olivia this is not who you are you know who you are, but you're struggling to get back to who you know you are. And if it is the case that God blesses you with children one day, the last thing that you would want is to be that woman that your partner is stepping out with. And when I said that to myself, it was like, oh yeah, this is not who God created you to be at all. And from that point on, it was just like, it just it, like I couldn't go anywhere else but up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there, all of the experiences, especially in my career that happened from that point, um, I was really, really blessed to be in a space where I, I had to help other women go through really major life transitions. And as I was helping them, it was very, very evident that unless I continued to do my work, I wasn't going to be able to help them do their work. So recognizing that I couldn't give them something that I didn't have. So I had a bird's eye view of what they needed to be better, but knew that I couldn't give it to them if I wasn't, if I wasn't participating in the way that I was requiring them to participate in their own life. So after a really incredible experience I was able I got pregnant which was kind of a surprise yes and no a surprise that makes sense (laughs) yeah Um, and it was just like the most graceful transition for a moment in time because I was able to how can I articulate I was able I was able to gracefully enter into motherhood because I had already done the work and and set my foundation for being able to guide my babies. Mm. Right. That's beautiful. And, you know, when you speak of um, going into relationships and how you are making moves that were more damaging, you know, to yourself. 
Um, I think so many women can relate to that. I can relate to it a hundred percent. And I know if I can relate to it and you can relate to it, that so <laughs> many <laughs> other women can relate to it. Cause I mean, we've all gone through it, you know, there's definitely, like you said, I've always known who I was too. And it was that going back to using that voice situation, you know, I felt like, you know, I'm just going to settle and we're going to, you know, get past these things and, I just, I knew I didn't belong and I hadn't mm-hmm. done the work. Like you said, I hadn't done the work yet. And yeah. my transition was very similar to yours as well. It was graceful because by the time I had my son, I had knew something had to change. I had knew he had to feel confident using his voice and to be comfortable in the skin that he was in and who he was. You know, I had known that because I had seen the impact of me not knowing, you know, yeah. um, how it what it did to me and how much further I thought I could have been if I had these tools you know right so <laughs> I definitely understand um and you know sometimes I still struggle with my mom because she still is you know she she doesn't um, she still doesn't get it <laughs> you know she's we still we still battle I'm like no this is we need this mental health is important she's like mm, no. she doesn't get it <laughs> but you know we're moving forward and um, I'm happy to say, you know, I feel like I'm doing a great job at motherhood. And I would hope that every mom can get on that that path of feeling like what they're doing is great, you know, is healthy, that they're making decisions for their child, you know, for the betterment and the growth of their child to be healthy in this world. Um, and that's, that's definitely a goal, especially as black mothers, you know, as black people in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, having to maneuver in the world that we live in. (laughs) Um, It's important that we're confident in what we're doing as mothers and as as children. So what would be some of the life skills that, you know, you can you can hand us over? Oh, honey, I got it. Okay. (laughs) This is my this right here is where I excel. Okay. Uh, the first first and foremost is communication. I am so just because everything. So parenting is all about relationships, period, point blank. And if you don't know that, if you don't know that, then you are severely missing the mark. But the foundation of a relationship is communication. So I find it to be, I mean, quite alarming, honestly, but also interesting that there are a lot of mothers who do not know how to communicate with patients, let alone effectively. Um, So do you want some like specific pointers or just the just the skills that I really am able to teach? Yeah, I mean, the skills you're able to teach um, and just to feed off of what you just said as far as this whole patience thing, and you're definitely right. Because <laughs> it's, look, during these COVID times, we have to transition from mother to teacher. I know a lot of us can use those little skills on communications because Sometimes these kids don't catch on as quick as we think they should. We, 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 don't hear, 
we over here stressing, yelling, and <laughs> look. Let me say kudos to the teachers out there because look, y'all have the real patience. Look, we didn't know. We didn't know. Thank y'all. So okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Communication <laughs> is key, and communicating with patience with is patience. Key. It's even more key. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, I'm already on board with you on that. Yes. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, just that's you're right. That's one. That's a life skill that we definitely need to pay close attention to. Yes. Learn. Yeah. It is easy to to be quick to fly off the handle. Man, is uh, it? Yeah, and and you know, I think that even COVID has definitely illuminated that. Um, but I think that what happens in general is that moms, period, women don't necessarily have the the time and also on the other side of that coin don't take the time to check in with themselves often enough to address what is going on with me personally. Because 10 times out of 10, you snapping at your kids or, or you yelling at your kids the, the first time you open your mouth is because of something you got going on that has nothing to do with the child. Yes. And so really being able to, to know immediately, I need to check what I have going on in my personal life. What's, going, what's in my head? What am I going through? What am I dealing with? Because it is going to come out in how you approach your children and in how you respond and or react to them. Yes. Um, so the second thing is boundary setting. Also another one of my favorite things. I've been uh, a boundary setter since since I was two. And I think that that is <laughs> by, by way of being an only child. So I was a little bit selfish for a moment in time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but boundaries are, boundaries are so critical. And it's so interesting to me as somebody who has always been either professionally in a field teaching other people about boundaries or just really being solid on it myself how it's like this new thing and I'm like what is going on <laughs> people just people don't know what a boundary is and they just now learning about them I'm like where have y'all been <laughs> right. uh, but as far as motherhood uh, you know there's there's that is so packed, but to unpack a little bit of it, um, unhealthy relationships with our mom affects how we're able to set boundaries with our children because what the opposite happens. You are not able to set boundaries. You don't want to set boundaries because you don't want your child to look at you the way that you look at your mother. Um, you are not confident in yourself as a mother and the decisions that you need to make because you make really emotional decisions versus logical decisions where you are really using your logic and reasoning. So you may set a boundary, but then you don't hold on to it. And that is also going to cross over into your relationship with your partner or your husband or the father of your children, whatever that situation is, if they are involved in the parenting journey. Um, and kids need boundaries they 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 crave structure they thrive in structure you cannot tell me oh my kid is a free spirit i don't have any boundaries they could be a free spirit all day but they're gonna be a free spirit within this box right here 
because (laughs) they have to have have limitations and it's boundaries do so much boundaries really set the tone for a relationship boundaries help your child and others but they help your child understand how to operate with you they understand their parameters most importantly they understand their place in the family and in the home so then that allows them to excel within themselves because they understand hey this is this is me like I can be myself and I can do these things but I know I can't talk at the side of my neck to mama you know what I mean so when you're able to communicate what it is that you need from them what you want from them the expectation they thrive and I've always boundaries are the physical manifestation of what you are communicating verbally so the two are always going to go hand in hand Right. I love that. It gives them a sense of pride as well, you know, to know their place within the house. Absolutely. Yeah. So with my son, you know, he has chores that he's, he feels like at this point he's outgrown them. So he says, mama, can you give me some bigger chores? You know? Yeah. So he's like, I want more big kid chores, but he knows, you know, he's growing and he has a, a larger responsibility and that he's capable and able of doing more. You know, so he has a sense of pride when he knows, you know, this is what he has to do in the home. This is his job. This is his duty. You know, so it's like, you know, he just knows. So it does it. The boundaries gives a sense of pride as far as the chores and even the communication boundaries. All of those so give him a sense of pride. You know, some people yes, may not realize. And I love that he's wanting more. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he wants more. He's he's like, I think I have little boy chores. I think I think I need bigger chores. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, so he is. He's a, he's an incredible young kid. Yeah. Um, and then there's logic and reasoning, which is exactly <laughs> exactly what it is. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a um. It can sometimes be a hard concept to teach, a hard skill to develop rather, well, and to teach. Um, But in in the most simplest way, it's about developing a thought process. I am all about increasing your thought process past your highest thought. Mm. So where I could give you any scenario of situations and ask you now, what would you do? the ending of what you would do the ending of your action now we need to take it now what's the next step so that's what logic and reasoning teaches you how to go to the next place because it is so important in motherhood to try to account for all of the variables that you don't know exist i hope you inform how you make decisions and then for our children (laughs) by god if if we don't get to a place where we are understanding that it is so important for us to develop their thought process so that when they're communicating, they're thinking before they speak so that Mm -hmm. you can see how they learn and how they're thinking through what it is that they want to say. You know, we a lot of times attach our adult meaning 
to their behavior and what we think they should be doing or how we think they should respond to something, but we haven't taken the time yet to think through how we need to approach them in order to develop where we want them to be. Uh, and then there's problem solving. I think right. that every, every child um, needs to be a problem solver, but um, unfortunately we have moms who are, um, they want to do it all. And again, that goes back to some of that um, emotional trauma and some of the aspects of the relationship. Everything that I'm talking about goes back to the relationship that they ha- that a mother has had with her mother. Her parents in general, but definitely her mother. All the ways in which she is parenting today. Um, And problem solving. There's so many moms who just won't allow their child to show them what they're made of. So they do it all. They do everything. Yes, that's another issue. That's me. (laughs) Me and my mom. <laughs> We're on different pages when she watches him. You know, I when I'm around them, but my son and my mom together, and something happens with him, she is Captain Save a Son. <laughs> <laughs> she does everything, <laughs> everything for him, and I'm mad. I'm upset about it. Mama, let him do it. He got this. Let him do it. And she's he like, is oh, Yes, and she's like, you know, that's that's what grandmas do. We spoil our babies. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let him do it. She will, you know, it's just too much. So it it got to the it got to the point where he would come back home from the weekend with her and think he's just about to. <laughs> I'm about to do that. everything. No, you know, no sir, not at all. So yes, we have a def. We are definitely different in that aspect. Um, yes, the problem solving is huge. During our homeschooling, you know, we'll talk about um, societal issues. You know, we'll talk about poverty and, and stuff like that. And I'll say, well, what what would be the solution, right? Yeah. What would you do? What's the idea? What What do you think we could do here to make this better? You know, and I let him, you know, think. You know, let's think. <laughs> let's, let's solve yeah. This. yeah. You know. So, um, yeah, I bet problem solving is huge. It's a huge thing. I mean, come on, they're going to run into problems for the rest of their lives. So let's just figure out <laughs> what we got to do about it now. Let's just work on practicing that. Right. Because so, that it's, yeah. it's got to be that every mother, every parent believes, if you don't actually know it, to at least believe that our job is to equip them with the skills that they are going to need to navigate the world. Right. Absolutely. That is definitely, definitely our job. Not to shield them from the experience, not to hope that they are not exposed to it, but to give them the fundamental and foundational skills to be able to navigate through it. Because it's to happen. Right. And I've seen what it does when when parents smother their children and they don't allow and they don't they don't expose them. Mm-hmm. Don't if even if they are exposed, then they don't teach them what to do in those situations. They just tell them, "Don't do that. Don't go over there. Don't engage right. in." Them. Right. Versus 
if this happens, when you see this, mm. this is how you handle it. Mm. That's great advice. Yeah, that's true. That happens very, very often. And I'm thinking back, you know, of course, to my motherhood. And maybe there's sometimes I've done that too. Where I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. just don't do that. But I haven't explained to him um, why. You know, why not? To do right. That? Why is it important? Right. You know, you know. So yeah, that's great, great advice. Um, I think the thing is sometimes we we um I say we we don't we don't give our kids enough credit. We Correct. think they don't understand, you know. Um, we just keep them, like you say, in a child's place, where we think a child's place is. But these kids, these kids, these are kids, amazing. Okay, and as as long as you, if you're gonna limit them, then they're gonna stay limited, you know. Yeah. But you know, if you can, you can push them forward and develop their minds. You're gonna see how amazing these kids are they look they thinking on a higher level than us sometimes um yeah (laughs) 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 look this is how my baby said some stuff to me that i'm like okay you right look i have lost (laughs) (laughs) look i have lost my patience before right and my babies looked at me and said mama you need to go take a deep breathe and look what i tell you i went over there and started meditating i said you right (laughs) you are right you right let me go meditate because i'm tripping girl listen my (laughs) four-year-old told me and i said you know i had i had been talking to her and i was kind and i was nice and i was patient and she kept trying me yeah and then I raised my voice and I grabbed her arm and I placed her in a different location because I said, okay, so you need to be verbally and physically redirected, not harming her. Yeah. You know, but let me give you everything because clearly you're not using your listening ears. <laughs> and child, when I sat her down, she was on one couch and I sat her down on another couch. And she looked at me and she said, Mommy, I have never seen this attitude from you before. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to go upstairs for a minute. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because it, girl, it blew me out the water. I said, who she thinks she talking to? Right. <laughs> I've never seen this attitude from you before. <laughs> I, let me get, let me get myself together. <laughs> My baby's over here. He's a whole little hippie. Sometimes I look over to my right and he, oh. he meditates. He meditates. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, he told me, turn the music down, though. I'm trying to meditate. I don't know. Who are babies? Our babies. <laughs> they off the chain. We take, <laughs> take some lessons. We take some lessons. We take some lessons. So, but um, kudos, you know, to the parent. And, you know, it's, they're a product of you. What? So, yes. you know, sometimes we say these things about our kids, and we forget we raising these. Give ourselves this credit. Right. <laughs> Us. You know what I'm saying? So 
um, sometimes we overlook that. We got to give ourselves credit, you know, for their accomplishments and their beauty and their hearts, you know. That's you, mama. You know, it's you parents. It's us, you know. Absolutely. So, Lord, is there anything else you want to add before wrapping up? Um, so basically, everything that we talked about is what I offer in my signature program. It's called the Business of Motherhood skills for parenting in a new generation and I teach you how to develop all four of those skills communication boundary setting logic and reasoning and problem solving Uh, not only so that you can really parent the way that you want to uh, with the times that we're in um, but most importantly to really increase the relationship that you have with your child so that you're not um falling back into old patterns of behavior, old generational patterns of parenting, so that you're really creating the journey that is new and that works for you. Um, And you can learn more about that on my website at www.wearefruitoflife.com forward slash about. Uh, and that's where you schedule a call. And I'm on Instagram at We Are Fruit of Life, as well as Facebook at We Are Fruit of Life. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. It was very informative and very relatable. And I'm sure it's going to help a lot of mothers in these situations when they open their eyes, you know, to what this generational parenting is and how we should change the way, you know, our mindsets are in regards to how we were, we were brought up. So I do, I thank you so, so, so much for being here. I thank you so much for the invitation and I'll see you on the internet. Yes. (laughs) And likewise. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that concludes our show for today. Make sure to join us next week at the Moms of Color Palaver, Voices for Black Motherhood. Also, make sure to follow us on our social media networks at Moms of Color. See you guys.